This is the Cultural Quarter of an Hour podcast and I'm Charlotte Foster. Every week we'll be looking at the culture all around Stoke-on-Trent and North Staffordshire. Some weeks I'll be visiting events, others I'll be hearing the stories of the people who make this area what it is. Now, when you think of culture, you might just think of dusty museums, art galleries full of paintings or people in ball gowns playing violins. But actually, it's so much more than that. It's all around us. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. Now you may be able to tell that I am not where I normally am when I record the beginnings of the podcast. I am actually in the China Hall of the old former Spode Works. And around me, it's the last few minutes of the BCB, the British Ceramics Biennial Festival, taking place. It's been going on for the last six weeks, but also before that. And we've been following the progress over the last few weeks here on Cultural Quarter of an Hour. So I thought it'd be time to catch up with a few of the people that have been part of it. So first of all, I got a lovely tour around from Barney Hairduke, who is the Artistic Director of British Ceramics Biennial. We're starting here at the front door, which is actually new this time, um, which actually creates a completely different feel to it. So you're entering this fantastic space, which I don't know if people know it, but it, it, it's a vast factory space and it, it is quite stunning. It's a kind of wow factor, but it's great to come in through these big red doors, spode red, you know, corporate colours, um, but it, it creates much more of a sort of a dramatic entrance and previously where we've come in through rather unpromising sort of lift shafts or back doors Um, so it creates that sort of anticipation that you're going to enter into something that is quite significant and as you do and you do that and here we are in and not only there are people here there's evidence of an awful lot going on here but in quite a sort of um, serene and kind of, if you like, confident um, space. Well, that's what I hope uh, is the impression. I don't know. What, do, you, do you share that? Absolutely. You, you walk in and you've got your welcome desk. You've got the cafe run uh, by Be Arts there. But it, it makes you want to explore. Yeah, yeah. And there's an awful lot to explore. So shall we start? Okay. okay. Um, the first thing I'll, I'll take you to, actually, is the... Um, the shop and it's probably not what we're meant to do but it's actually indicative of a kind of new element that we've actually introduced this year because in the shop it's a curated shop it's not a shop shop this isn't just Christmas coming early Um, what this is is a representation of the best that's going on in British studio ceramics Um, and we've got 14 artists here it's a partnership with the the Craft Potters Association Um, and we've got 14 different artists who just produce very simply tableware it's a mug, a a bowl and a plate or their interpretation of that and it's bringing in some of the top players in British studio ceramics into the heart of this as we were describing vast factory space where there's a lot of major exponents of kind of ceramic art going on so shall we move on so now we're walking through what is called the award show and within this and it's a huge area we've got the work of 10 artists who are shortlisted from 120 applicants and these are the artists who are 
you like established the kind of the names within the ceramic art world um, and we're walking through 10 installations so it's kind of bodies of work but it's bodies of work that have been created for this event and for this space and as we come approach this what looks like a fairly monumental uncompromising fence a barrier you realize that what we have is a steel structure here oh it's barbed wire and everything with a mesh that is made of ceramic wow so that's a bit of a reveal isn't it so as soon as you realize and then you begin to get what this work is as i said as we came up to it, uncompromising barrier that's what it's meant to be but it's also it's about how barriers and this is all um made conceived in the light of brexit and um the the idea about building up putting up barriers where there perhaps haven't been barriers in the past but how barriers can actually be as much in the mind as they are in reality so this ceramic structure is really fragile this is artifice this uncompromising sort of monumental event this is the piece that won the award and that meant that the artist has won a cash prize of five thousand pounds that's five thousand pounds to continue to invest in her practice and you can see she's she's testing things out this is an experimental space this is not a it's not pots on plinths in an exhibition this is an installation of ideas using this extraordinary material clay to express and communicate and engage with audiences and with people in kind of i suppose i hope in inspirational and in illuminating ways so as we're, we're coming down to the end of the, the vast hall we're coming to um, an exhibition in the bottom area of the hall which is um we call it fresh and it's a it's a graduates um, from across the UK, from HE programmes, higher education programmes across the UK, um, and it's them. It's the it's their first professional platform upon graduating to present their work to audiences. So, as I was saying, how all these exhibitions are kind of forward facing. This is the next generation here. Just walk past two of our many volunteers, and that's a really lovely part of this whole project that kind of way it draws people in and people get involved they commit they, they do and actually they make this event you know without them we couldn't do it um but it's great how volunteers come back as well um so yeah here knowledge yeah. is power so what involvement did you have i made one of the books that was um due to be fired in, in not a conventional firing method is it <laughs> no, anything but conventional, um, which is what's so exciting about it. It's a kind of another way into, well, libraries and literacy and the, the kind of the role of libraries, but it's another way into understanding about what you can do with clay. I mean, Keith Harrison is kind of the rock and roll star of the ceramics world, really. He is not conventional. This, what, what we're looking at here, you know, the library shelves representing the six branch libraries of Stoke-on-Trent's library service with these replica clay books, one of which is yours, with all the wires sticking in. I mean, it looks like a kind of scene from um, Frankenstein. Very <laughs> much so. <laughs> um, and at points, the, the, the heat has turned up on these, what are, kilns, and actually some of the books explode. 
What does that tell us? It tells us that we're not doing it properly, but it also indicates to people who haven't got any idea that clay goes through a process, that the heat interacts with the clay and affects changes, some of which can be um, quite theatrical, <laughs> um, like the, the, the cracking of the books, and you can see some of the, the shards lying around. But this kiln is actually firing now. Is it? Speak. Yeah. So there's a little bit more warmth in here, and these books are gradually firing. They're transform, transforming from clay into the ceramic material, and eventually, some of them will end up back in the the central library in a in a display, a permanent display, of this piece of work. So where are we now then? Okay, we were come back through the fresh and award shows, which I was describing. Both have winners. Um, and now we've come into the area where the winners from 2015 Fresh and Award have come back and they're presenting a small body of work each, which is kind of indicative of what that winning that award meant to them. And we've got Hannah um, Townsend here with a, a beautiful um, and a very, very confident and accomplished display consisting of these three large pots and the the uh, supporting canvases on the wall behind but it's it's not just the accomplishment in the in the construction and the decoration the confident brushwork and these and they're very very big pots really that is in itself an accomplishment but it's the conceiving of this whole thing as an exhibition holding its own in this vast space i think well it kind of belies the fact She's two years out of a, a, a BA course. It, you know, it, it's really good, and she will go very far. It's a lovely piece of work. As is this work by Sam Bakewell, which is much more kind of experimental. Um, it's a continuation from the work that he um, produced in Award. I don't know if you saw it uh, two years ago. It looks familiar to me. Well, there was a sh- there was a hut that was built out of. Uh, powdered clay that had been mixed with um, coconut oil and it's the coconut oil that set the clay hard Um, he's recycled that hut or the surface of that hut and he's laid it out here as this field of clay and if you touch it even though it says do not touch (laughs) you can feel that it, it, it it's hard clay but it's only hard from the the coconut oil which is just set and so and it's, he, he will come probably tomorrow um, and chip all this off the floor and it can then be recycled again. All it needs to be is heat. He heats it up in a microwave oven and then he has his raw material back. But what he's laid out here is this lovely field, or is it a beach in the early morning before anybody treads on it, and with these washed up, substantial lumps of clay which are lumps of stained clay varying clay which have been allowed to they've been partially processed and then been allowed to take their own form and texture um they've then been fired so they're sealed in that but they're presented here as like almost like the the, the detritus that you get on the, the in the early morning beach, the, the washed up the flotsam and jetsam i was gonna say it does remind me of a beach it feels very Seasidey, but I used to I, I used to live up in Scarborough, and so I used to do lots of early morning walks on the seafront, and it just not quite exactly the same. But I am 
reminded of those early morning walks along the along the beach yeah there's, a, there's hints of that but there's also it could be a bit Salvador Dali this couldn't it you know yes. the, these pieces have an ambiguity they're not just what's washed up no. from the, the, clay, the clay waste of a factory there's definitely there's some form taken there's a kind of got the arch almost we're there yeah. we're not sure what we're looking at which I think is we're being invited in absolutely yeah. so you just said that we're being invited in well here we are literally invited in we're now in the area that we called the pit clay pit and it's the area where you can come and actually really get clay under your fingernails well not just under your fingernails but on your hands, in your arms, in your hair, all over. And here we have groups of people who are just being given free reign to play with the material. I mean, there are people here to help and facilitate, but there's not a, this is not a structured learning opportunity. It's an experiential opportunity. This kind of opportunity you're describing, you, you yeah, kind of... I'd love to go, yeah. And it's great, and it has been hugely popular. We've had nearly 4,000 people who've come over the last six weeks to do just that, to get, the, get, get involved with the material, work with the material. And you can see around the edge some little bits and pieces that have kind of resulted from that. But they're not, certainly not polished pieces, or they're no pot. There's no intention to fire these or take them through to some sort of finished thing. They are very much evidence of how much people enjoy working and playing with this material. There's lots of handprints on the wall as well. Lots of handprints. Yeah. As soon as one went up, everybody went to pull one up. It's great. But we, we did have lots of kind of mark making all over the floor at one point. But we've, uh, we've mopped that up for health and safety reasons. I guess you probably weren't surprised by how many people wanted to get involved. But have you been surprised by people's reactions when they get their hands dirty? They get that clay under their fingernails. No, we're not surprised by it. We know, I mean, because actually this didn't just happen overnight. We've been building um, this and working with people, giving this opportunity, particularly within schools, and we've been doing it over the, over the years. Um, but we know only too well how people will respond really positively. It's, it's about creating more opportunity and then being able to take that initial opportunity, that initial engagement, to a next stage to, to kind of not to develop the skills particularly but to develop the passion and the interest for working with the material so no we've not been surprised but we really enjoyed the fact that people have come down in large numbers to do that and we're really I mean you know it goes back to where we were right at the beginning we've been really pleased with the numbers of people who visited the whole event and it's not just here in in the China Halls on the Spode site it's at the Potteries Museum and Art Galleries, at the Airspace Galleries, at Bethesda Chapel, people going to Middleport and out to Wedgwood. Um, so we've been operating in a number of venues this year. But, um, so it's been great, the response, people coming and engaging. But it's the response. People have been very, um, I think you can almost say, proud of the fact it's going on. They've been pleased to get involved, but they're proud that it's happening. And there's a, I think there's been quite a cultural shift in, in the city, um, and a lot of it's to do with the, the city of culture um, bidding process. There's a kind of greater level of awareness around what's going on, and actually kind of understanding that, it, that it's, 
it's part of the life here. It's not some sort of thing that just happens or is done to the place. It is a part of the place, and it's you know even if you're not directly involved, you can be very pleased that it is happening and that people are coming in from outside to engage with it and engage with the place, as well as people here living and working within Stoke who are or educating, you know, going through education in Stoke are really involved and getting increasingly involved in it. I was going to say, how much of a difference is there between 2015, 2011, 2009, when you first started? Are people buying into it more? Are they receptive to the whole concept? Yeah, I think and it grows. And of course, you know, when we started in 2009, we were an idea. You know, the British Ceramics Biennial was making claims for itself, which, it, you know... Then we well we gave ourselves um, six years to substantiate those claims, and I think, well actually in 2015 that was when it felt that we kind of arrived, you know that that kind of people did know what we were about, and people came and were involved and have been actually part of the whole build up to it. And when I say people, I mean right across the sector. This is people within education, people within um, the, the community sector, um, and cultural sector, but also industry um, and uh, it's industry, not just ceramics industry, um, in engineering, um, it's, it's across the board. So we're kind of arrived in 2015. Now in 2017, there seems to be a real celebration of that going on and that was I was talking about that sort of the, the reaction that receptivity that there seems to be here and it just makes us all feel very positive about going forward from here. It feels a little bit strange to think this but by the time you're listening to this the exhibits will be packed away some of them will be recycled and others will be put on display elsewhere and of course the team behind the BCB itself We'll already be thinking ahead, not just to the next one in 2019, but the one in 2021 and possibly even beyond. I hope you enjoyed this episode. In case you missed it earlier this week, I released a, a mini episode with a couple of the other interviews I did at BCB, including another catch up with Pottery Throwdown judge Keith Primer Jones. I had to do this because basically I spent far too long talking to people on Sunday because there was so much to talk about. And uh, I just wanted to make sure you all heard, heard it. And if you haven't been following on Twitter or Facebook, I have some very, very, very exciting news. We have a website. You can go check it out at www.cqhpod.co.uk. And on the website, you can go back and listen to all the previous episodes. Plus, I'm going to be blogging about some of the stuff I just simply can't fit onto the podcast, including my visit to uh, Forest of Dreams that happened over the weekend. As always, let me know what you think. You can get in touch via the website or on Twitter at CQHPod or Facebook. Just search for Cultural Quarter of an Hour.